the first topic I want to talk about is one I'm a little late to the party on, I think, a little bit. But I think it's something that we need to not just forget or move past. It's, um, well, it's Afghanistan. It's the debacle of the Afghanistan withdrawal that we did. Um, I think it's something that we need to not forget, that we need to not just pass by because it's happened and it's over and new things have come. Now, this ultimately comes down to President Biden. It's 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 his responsibility, and he needs to not be able to just skip away from being held accountable for this. Um, it's really his fault that those 13 service members died. Now, obviously, war is war. We weren't in a state of war, really. Like, we hadn't had casualties in a while. But people are going to die, and maybe in any withdrawal, people would have died. But with the way the withdrawal went, those deaths did not need to happen. But I do want to say the idea of leaving Afghanistan is not a bad idea, but a good idea. Because America should not be a nation that's an imperial empire. That's not freedom. That's not really the way at least I want America to go, and I don't think it's the way we should want America to go. America should be a, com- a country that comes to liberate, not conquer. A country that comes to get people back on their feet so that they can run their own nation, so that they can do things the way they want to, just as we can in America. Not to. We shouldn't be coming to take control of a land and just make it an extension of America. And also there's the question in Afghanistan of, is it really, should we really be withdrawing from Afghanistan and putting the responsibility of quelling terrorism on the Afghans? Now obviously they want that and that needs to be done, but we went to Afghanistan originally because of 9-11 and we wanted to quell terrorism. So that was our business. That was us trying to quell terrorism that had happened in our nation, but it had originated in the Middle East. So there's a question as to whether we should be the ones taking care of terrorism, but I'll leave that up to debate. Um, but before we could just withdraw, before we could leave... We need to make sure that the Afghans can still protect themselves because they're innocent people. And if we just withdraw, as we did, in a reckless fashion, the Taliban would, as it did, come in, conquer, and it would tyrannize the people. I mean, many, many people would be left to be violated and or murdered, and we should not allow that because... We were there in a position of power, and yes, we want to hand the country back to the Afghans, but we need to do it in a way that we're not handing the country back over to the Taliban as we did. Um, So that's, I think, something we should have done differently. All right, the second thing I want to talk about is the topic of abortion. And so recently it's been the um, whole Texas law that bans abortion after the sixth week. This all comes down, obviously, we all know it's 
this is going to come down to a Roe versus Wade decision. It comes down to that decision. But I just want to say Roe versus Wade is not at all constitutionally grounded. It's just not because abortion is not in the Constitution. And it's not in the Constitution because abortion as we know it was not a thing when the Founding Fathers wrote the Constitution. So legally, this issue comes down to because Roe versus Wade is not constitutional, either abortion is going to be an unconstitutional thing or it's going to need to be left up to the states, which you can make a strong case for abortion being unconstitutional because of the way the Founding Fathers thought, like the, their views. And I think that is a strong case. But the other option is that it's up to the states to decide. But I want to point out that it does not matter whether it's constitutional or not. This terrible thing of abortion needs to be illegal because it steals the life of a separate human being. Just because they're not as developed as people who are already born does not mean that baby in the mother's womb, it does not mean that it is not a human being. It is a human being because at conception, those cells are completely different than the father, and they're completely different than the mother. They are their own genetics. They are their own person. It is a human being. Sure, it doesn't look like people who are higher, like more developed, older, who have grown more, but it is still a human being. Those clump of cells, that just fetus, that basically slime that the pro-abortion movement would call it, they basically just count it as slime. That slime that you call it, the pro-abortion movement calls it, that slime is going to turn into the baby. It's going to turn into the toddler, the adolescent, the adult. That's who it's going to develop into. It's not that, oh, it's not a human now, but it will be when it comes to those things. No, it is a human now. It's just not the same as a baby. It doesn't look the same is what I mean. But it is still just as much a human. Logically and scientifically, it's a separate human being at conception. But if you're going to say, no, it's the, the mother's body at conception, it's still the mother's body, then where do you draw the line? How can it completely, how can those cells be the mother's body and then all of a sudden at, I don't know, eight months, wherever you want to draw the line, or when it just comes out of the womb. How can you say that that group of cells, now I don't believe it's a group of cells, I believe it's, um, I believe it's human, but using the pro-abortions argument, how does that clump of cells go from being the mother's body and then th that same group of cells all of a sudden now become a human that is worth saving, that's worth keeping alive. That's just a logical conundrum. It just doesn't work. The third topic I want to talk about is an operation that's going to go on in San Francisco, and it's going to become effective in October. Um, I'm reading from the Daily Wire, and this is what it says, quote, Fox News reported that a, the program called Dreamkeeper Fellowship 
quote, will pay 10 individuals who are at high risk of being on either end of a shooting $300 each month to not be involved in such crimes, unquote. This means that people at high risk of being shot also qualify for the program. The program will launch in October. That is the end of what the Daily Wire says. So this is really absurd. This is what, that's what this is, is it's absurd. This pays people to do what is expected of them. Why should doing what you're just expected, what you're supposed to do, what is an obligation that you are expected to do this, this is just normal. This is normal behavior. Why should you get a reward for normal behavior? That's like a person. That's like me. Why should I get a reward if my parents tell me to take the trash out or whatever? If my parents tell me to do something, why should I get a reward for doing it? No, that's not how it works. I might get a thank you for doing it, but that's just out of their courtesy. I don't even deserve a thank you. That's them being nice. I don't deserve a thank you because they told me to do it and I'm expected to do it just because that's what I'm supposed to do. But if I was to not do it, that's when I get a punishment because I'm doing something that I'm, I'm not doing something that I'm expected to, to do, and I am rejecting it. I am doing something that I'm not supposed to do. So the proper way, the correct way to do this is to not reward, reward people for what they're expected to do, for what they're supposed to do, for what is normal. You just do not deserve a reward for doing what is expected of you. But what they should be doing, not rewarding them, but start using punishment for evil. It's almost as if we're going to, maybe this is kind of just it occurred in my head, is that, well, we're not going to punish people for shooting each other, but we are going to reward people for not shooting each other. No, that's not right. People are just not supposed to shoot each other. That's just the way things are supposed to be. So people shouldn't get rewarded for that, but they should get punished if they go against that. If people are shooting people, then the people who are doing the shooting ought to get punished. You kill somebody, you get the death penalty. That might seem a little harsh, but if you've taken someone's life, you fully deserve the death penalty. Anyone who's done that, they should be prosecuted. If I mean, if the person wasn't killed, they shot, maybe they get life in prison. I don't know. But punishment needs to start being levied on criminals, not rewards on just normal behavior. You might get a reward. People get rewards for doing stuff that they're not expected to. For doing stuff that is extraordinary. It's not your normal, just proper way of living. Things like saving someone from dying. Like, everybody with mine would probably go to war. Men who save their friends. That's not normal. That's not expected of you in the way of just don't shoot your friends or just don't shoot people in general. That's expected of you. But to, like, men who would jump on grenades to save their friends, that is beyond the call of duty. That's why they get the Medal of Honor. So don't, it should not be a thing that you reward people for doing what is expected of them, for just behaving. That's not a rewardable activity, but it is punishable 
if you break the law. And that's the way it should be. The fourth and final thing I want to cover is just something that kind of occurred to me. I've thought of it a couple times. It's not necessarily a current event, but it kind of is. And it's you need we need to remember history because we do need it. And our history not needs to not be abhorred. The good things in our history need to not be abhorred. America has done plenty of good. I'm not saying it was perfect. It wasn't. It has had many of atrocities. But it has gotten past many of those atrocities because of its founding, for, because of its founding principles of freedom, of morality and doing what's right. And therefore, that has enabled it to get away from those terrible things. And I think one of the ways we're forgetting history is this whole Afghanistan withdrawal is setting us up for more 9-11s because we're giving the country to the Taliban and to other terrorist groups. And that was one of the things Osama bin Laden had was that we did not retaliate, we did not bring justice on certain terrorist attacks before 9-11. Terrorist attacks before 9/11, and so he thought we, that we wouldn't do anything about 9-11. And so I think we're forgetting the pain of 9-11, the terribleness of 9-11, and the need for justice after 9-11, and so we're setting ourselves up for more of those. And this is kind of just my personal, this is something I just saw personally, but I think it shows the just the ignorance and the not even thinking about history and who people who have come before us, who have given us good things, who have done good things. I was um, driving, I wasn't driving down the road, I was driving with my mom, and we stopped at a sign that had was dedicating the road we were on to World War II soldiers. And I'm not 100% sure, but I know what a bullet hole looks like through stuff, and I'm pretty sure that's it looked like that sign had been shot up. And if that's true, which maybe it's not, but this kind of thing is happening maybe in a more mental way, that is extremely disrespectful to World War II veterans. They died. They fought and died. Many, many of them died fighting for freedom, fighting to stop the Nazis. The Nazis were evil and they were terrible. To disrespect the World War II veterans is an atrocity in, in, in its own right because those men, as I said, fought against the Nazis, but they gave up so much. War is an ugly thing. So, and in they have given us much of the freedom we have. Even World War II veterans, you might think, oh, that was a European war. Well, if we hadn't stepped in, what if the Nazis had won? We might have gotten drawn into another war, or there might be a Nazi power in Europe. That would not be good. That'd be bad for America. So, they gave us a lot of freedom, and they show us what America stands for, which is protecting the innocent and protecting freedom. So, I'm talking about World War II veterans because I saw that sign, but also all veterans. We should remember all veterans because they've all sacrificed for a good thing for freedom to protect the innocent 
They've all done that. And I think we all, we need to remember the Revolutionary War veterans, the men who fought. It wasn't so much of a revolution. It was more of a war for independence because it, we tried to go peacefully. We tried to work with Great Britain. And when they wouldn't, we declared our independence. And But we did work with them before that. And then came the Declaration of Independence and the War for Independence. But we need to remember them because they started this all. When they were completely outnumbered, when they were outgunned, outgeared, they they had nothing. No, they had nothing training wise, nothing gear wise, nothing numbers wise on the British. Nothing. But they kept fighting because they believed in their cause and they believed in freedom. And because of their fighting, we have our freedom. And we need to remember that because we would have nothing without those Revolutionary War veterans. Those who died and those who didn't die. Those men that fought, they gave us our freedom. They started this all when they had nothing, when they had no reason to keep fighting because the war was completely stacked against them. They kept fighting. And they did win. They gave us our nation. And that needs to be reinstilled into our minds, to respect all veterans, respect them, and to value our freedom. Because freedom isn't free. It comes at a very expensive, bloody cost. But those men thought it was worth it, and we need to appreciate that. Well, that ends this episode, the first episode of the Jared Splitter Thoughts. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and share this to your friends. Again, I want to say thank you for listening and catch you next time.